if you if you see me in mm-hmm. a jacuzzi, mm-hmm. just know I do not want to yeah, talk. Yeah, especially in a jacuzzi, do yes. not approach. <laughs> Warning. 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 <laughs> Animal in natural environment. <laughs> Do not approach. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. I'm Trizzy. And I'm Leah. We have a special guest. Frankie. What's Say up, hello. Frankie? Say hello. <laughs> Frankie wants to tell you guys that we are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure anywhere. We invited some friends on this episode to just talk about their experiences making friends, making relationships, memorable people, acquaintances that they met on the road, internationally, domestically. Just yeah. funny stories, interesting stories. Mm-hmm. And- we talked a bit about our own experiences mm-hmm. and how and if we've met friends or stayed in touch with people on the road. Um, as you guys know, Trizzy and I both traveled two different ways, so it was definitely two different types of stories and experiences and then yeah we invited some friends on and they're gonna share their stories you're okay frankie (laughs) frankie is a dog by the way for the audio oh yeah audio only people (laughs) we forget that you're all not always staring at our beautiful faces on youtube (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah this was an interesting episode it was a follow-up to our guest episode last week with janine and martha of oh my travel podcast and they are uh they have been friends for, you know, over a decade. And so Trizzy and I, so I thought it'd be great to share our experiences about friendships and meeting people and crazy stories and even relationships on the road. So that's a little bit of what we talked about in this episode. Yeah. But we always got the liquid, liquid Ooh, ambition, liquid yes. courage, what you want to call this? Our coffee and tea. Our coffee and tea. Mm-hmm. And what I got today is from Manoush. Manushi. Manushi. <laughs> Um, it's a it's it's, it was really interesting because it's an earl gray green tea Mm -hmm. and earl gray usually is a black tea so my first sip was way too strong so i'm very wired and i only sip like a tiny bit yeah but it's good overall because you still get that earl gray taste but you really get that black and green Mm -hmm. cake that's her favorite right earl gray earl gray is one of my favorites all right all right and then I have a Lebanese iced coffee, also from Anushi. It is a local cafe out in Santa Clarita. They are all plant-based, plant-based, and um, Mediter- plant-based Mediterranean food, Lebanese food. It's so good. Yeah, Leah put me onto it, and I'm glad. So it's so bomb. So cheers. cheers. The Ticket to Anywhere podcast is excited to team up with Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas. You have the chance to win two tickets to see the show Mister on the Las Vegas Strip. All you have to do is tag a friend who you go to Las Vegas with. Leah! <laughs> tag them in our social platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, even our YouTube channel, Facebook comments. The intermission is over. Mister, which is the original must-see Cirque du Soleil show, combines powerful athleticism and high energy acrobatics and it's perfect for the whole family. See Mystere now performing at Treasure Island Hotel and Casino on the Las Vegas Strip, Nevada. Don't forget to tag in any of our social platform networks or on the YouTube channel who you're bringing to Vegas in order to win this contest. We are announcing winners um, at the end of October, so be sure to enter by October 25th. That is the deadline. Enjoy this episode. Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your host for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. 
We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules. But every episode, we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast. Remember to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcasts on YouTube to keep up to date on our channel. If you find value and enjoy our episodes and special guests, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us and helps others find us easier. You can also leave comments or reviews on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Be sure to search for Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast. Take a screenshot of the episode you're currently listening to, share it on your socials, and tag us. Or send this episode to a friend if you think it'll be helpful for them. And if you'd like to support us by monetary means, you can do so by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Ticket number two, anywhere. So we got some friendships. We got some relationships, stories. We got some weird uh, (laughs) encounters with strangers and... Memorable encounters. Yeah. Right? it's for reals when they say, what is it, stranger danger. (laughs) I feel like I don't have any, like, travel friends or people that I've met on the road that, you know, I've connected with. Even on social media, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there are people that I would talk to and just be like, oh, you're from L.A. Mm-hmm. When, you know, we're in like Dubai or like the Philippines or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like we exchange info. Info. I was going to ask that. I was going to say, have you made any new Instagram friends from your travels? From my travels? <laughs> no. Everything has just been very virtual and just through mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. 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 But that's also like a, a if you're new here to Ticket to Anywhere podcast, like Trizzy and I have very different uh, travel styles. Yeah. So she's usually traveling with others. Mm-hmm. I'm usually traveling alone. Yeah. So a big part of me is to go out and make friends yeah. <laughs> while I'm on the road. Yeah. And Leah has definitely been a social butterfly. Like she was very approachable <laughs> when I first met her in college. And, you know, she was like, the VP when of you and socials. <laughs> when you and Amanda first came and asked Post me sne- yeah, yeah. sneaky questions about who I am. <laughs> exactly. If you if you see me in a jacuzzi, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just know I do not want to yeah, talk. Especially in a jacuzzi, do yes. not approach. <laughs> warning. Warning, warning. Animal in natural environment. <laughs> do not approach. Do not feed. Do, do not, not make direct eye contact. Nothing. Do not breathe. <laughs> that leads me into the story that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was when we were in Oahu, Hawaii back in maybe 2018. It was November. <laughs> um, I'm just putting the date out there because, you know, November in Hawaii gets a little bit chilly at night. Mm. So the pool was empty and the jacuzzi was full. And so I love jacuzzis. When I got in there, there was, you know, it was pretty empty. But then all of a sudden, you know, I'm a trendsetter. Everybody started following. People be following you wherever you go. Okay. (laughs) So then, of course, the jacuzzi got packed. And and it was one of the the biggest jacuzzis that I've been in. And there was a person next to me, a male. And he just started talking about his military stint. And I was like, all right, cool. You know show some respect mm-hmm. to the people 
fighting for our country. Mm-hmm. Thank, you, like for Thank et cetera, you for your et service, et cetera, et cetera. But no thank you to the invite <laughs> to happy hour and um, to split checks during mm-hmm. happy hour. And, yeah, he wanted to go 50-50 on this. Yeah, I was and like, 50-50 on um, bills is a big top is a hot topic on TikTok right now. Oh, I bet. In in relationships, that's a hot oh. topic right now. And homie in the jacuzzi wanted to go 50-50. <laughs> it's funny. I was just recently watching um, <laughs> The Sweet Life, which is like okay. HBO Max um, uh, Black Beverly Hills type oh, okay. of thing. But okay. it, it showcases like Ladera Heights, Inglewood. Mm, like what? The, the, okay. the View Park area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're talking about 50-50 in relationships too. So that might... It's a big topic yeah, right now. Topic. Yeah, at t- but, time, current time of recording this, the beginning of October. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a hot topic right now. Hot topic. <laughs> so yeah, this guy in the jacuzzi was just very consistent with saying like, come on, let's do happy hour. And then I was like, no. He's like, all right, 50-50 on the bill. And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> Especially no. <laughs> Especially No. And, you know, I was with my SO right next to me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he felt any type of vibe, but I was just like, bro, get the picture. Would you have gone if he was like, I will cover the bill? No. <laughs> because the, the approach was very, like, predator-like. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Icky. If the vibes are not immaculate, oh, then yeah. don't go into the studio. <laughs> It's true. Um, so, but you don't yeah. you don't run off with strangers anyway. I don't. I have trust issues. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, trust nobody. If on you're the not shirt. vetted through Leah or any of my <laughs> friends that I know and trust, I ain't going with you. Yeah. 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 So that's like, that's different. Yeah. Of course, you'd say no. But like, also, hella no when you say 50 50. <laughs> Anyways, that's the last I'm going to say about that. We can move that conversation on to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So that's my, you know, experience. Okay. I know you have more lighter experiences. I can't really remember a light experience that I've had with. People. Like meeting people yeah. and, and, and anyone memorable. Exactly. And, hmm. Yeah, because you're usually traveling with others. Mm-hmm. So And I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. a I'm not a bitch or anything. It's just no, I it's just, I get shy, you know, I'm yeah. a shy person. Yeah. And I've just been I work in the music industry and I feel like that industry have made me uh the person I am today where I'm not gonna you know fake it till i make it mm-hmm. if i'm not feeling you i'm not going to approach mm-hmm. you i'm not going to try and keep up a conversation with you mm-hmm. or something that's so interesting because i feel like it go it could go either way anyways it could go all types of ways oh, yeah. <laughs> in the music when you work in oh, the music yeah. industry oh, for right sure right totally so, yeah oh man i mean where to even start <laughs> with my experiences <laughs> i can't even i'm not even going to share all of them i'm just going to mm-hmm. share some that stuck out in my mind i guess yeah. obviously some of my best friends to date I have met via traveling through South, my year in South America, my year in Australia. Um, I've visited friends while they've lived in other countries and taught English mm-hmm. there and, and uh, visited people abroad. I love that. Um, that, that yeah, it's a, it's a good reason to keep traveling. Yeah, and I feel like that, that inspired me to approach you with this podcast. Like, oh, was like it was like approach person. me in 2007 yeah. with... <laughs> With AMA. With no. AMA. <laughs> no, because, you know, like I said, Leah's a very friendly person. She's She knows how to talk, socialize. <laughs> and it's, like, inspiring to see how she made it through all those years, you know, solo traveling. Yeah. And at that time, you know, travel wasn't, like, a big, big thing as it is now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you you trendsetted too, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I guess like the way I travel, obviously solo, female, backpacker. I purposely go to hostels to meet friends. You know, we, we were talking about when we were in San Diego last week is that it's funny because even though there are common rooms in the hostels, mm -hmm. the friendships are actually usually made in the room that you're staying in because ah. those are your first people of con their first point of contact yeah. in the hostel besides whoever's checking you in but right. you go to your room and like Ooh, who are my roomies for the next few days and right. like do we connect you know mm -hmm. so um i'd say one of the a, a few notable experiences a buddy came and visited me when i lived out in las vegas and we met a, we went it was super bowl weekend we went to go watch the game at monte carlo resort rip is now park mgm on the las vegas strip <laughs> And we met this couple, this really sweet older couple who were like parents age. This was like seven years ago, too. Mm -hmm. They're from Philadelphia. Every Super Bowl weekend, they come and golf for the husband. He goes and golfs there. They spend five days in Vegas and watch the Super Bowl. So we met them in the sports book and they paid for like everything. I don't even remember who was playing in 2013, but it's so cute. So we became they were they were like, you guys remind us of our grown adult children because we're around the same age. Yeah. And they paid for a lot we became instagram friends and she's still she's like an auntie she still checks in on me every once in a while and it's like i love so following your adventures yeah. it's so cute Aww. so sweet shout her out and denise you're amazing and then um this one an another cool experience i loved it we we met this like american and peruvian couple mm -hmm. on a wine tasting tour in Yarra Valley in Melbourne, outside of Melbourne in Australia when I was living there in 2017. And I had just come off, you know, a year of backpacking South America, much of which was spent bartending through Peru. Okay. So like connecting with them on the Peruvian culture, the fact that yeah. they were just vacationing in Australia. And we were just talking about everything because they were like half American, half Peruvian. You know, I'm American. I had spent time in Peru. And now we were all wine tasting in Australia. That's and crazy. it was just like near and dear to yeah. my heart. So I'm still also Facebook and Instagram friends with that older yeah. older couple as well yeah everything just lines up yes that's so nice absolutely and then ooh, romance <laughs> anyways one of my favorite stories right now he actually has a girlfriend right now so it's funny i'm oh. not gonna name names right now. but this was like four years ago okay so this guy i met in a hostel in pai in thailand he's dutch oh. and we ended up like flirting and really hitting it off. Mm -hmm. And then he canceled all his plans and followed me out to, or we were in Chiang Mai, sorry. We met in a hostel in Chiang Mai. Mm -hmm. We were in the same hostel dorm room. Oh, See, I'm telling oh, you, that's where like the go. magic happens. Yeah, Magic as in meeting people, okay, everyone calm down. <laughs> and so he, we like hit it off, we were like flirting. And then he followed me out to Pai, which is like, I don't know, a few hours away outside mm -hmm. of town. And we spent like the next, three days like wandering around on his motorbike like going Aww. to waterfalls like going to night markets How? like just living That's... the dream and it was so cute it was like yeah. so romantic was romantic for sure it was super romantic like climbing waterfalls like i met all his like friends from different countries mm -hmm. and like um you know we were like in the jacuzzi and the night markets and it was just so fun and just yeah. like going out and dancing and drinking right and then he changed his plans again and met me back in bangkok Damn. And we spent a night out on like House End Road oh, and yeah. like, like, you know, having dinner and right. going out. It was so much fun. And so that was like a week that I was like, this is like one of my favorite weeks. Oh, I know. <laughs> so much fun. Thailand. A little bit of romance. Yeah. Special place in both our hearts. We're still social yeah. media friends. But <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like everyone I've met, though, like, I'm really great about, you know, keeping in touch with people. So yeah. I try to stay in touch with them via WhatsApp and whatnot. We meet yeah. up with each other around the world and connect. And I mean, those are some of my most memorable stories. But I can't wait to share what others have submitted. Yeah. How do you feel about traveling with friends? Um, I think the last big one was Playa del Carmen. Yeah. And, yeah. and that one, I feel like it is that was a lot of people it was I a remember, lot of people yeah. and even before that i don't, can't remember a time where i was traveling with friends besides oh the billion times that we used to go to vegas well, vegas, vegas was kind of like there was no plans so it was kind of no easy you yeah. go you eat party sleep repeat or you party <laughs> and you don't you don't yeah. sleep and you don't eat yeah <laughs> Um, but Playa del Carmen, like for me, it was a bit stressful just because there was like a lot, a lot of, of people. you know people to accommodate for. And for me, I just I I'm very like itinerary yeah based yeah. And I just wanted everybody to have fun and get along and yeah. felt like that was a stressful part. But once we were there and everything was happening in the moment, it was like Whew. you were like good. I loved it. Yeah. But I also feel that like it was your event so mm. you felt like you had to yeah. entertain and give people direction. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like if it wasn't your event you you wouldn't feel any of that pressure. That's, yeah, for sure. Right? But nowadays like I'm always thinking of the next EEE exercise yeah. explore. That's and, Trizzy's brand if you yeah, don't know. Yeah. It's her brand if you follow her on, on the gram. That's right. Yeah. And so I am always thinking of places outside of LA yeah. that I want to do exercise we'd explore with the homies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like LA is is dope, but a lot of our friends don't have that opportunity to Please. go outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because of fear of going alone. Yeah. And, and, and laziness of planning. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. make it a thing. So we'll see that. in the future of exercise you'd explore. All right, okay, making some changes. Yep, yep. I think traveling with others, I've always known. I mean, like, it's interesting because I, when I meet these people on the road, I literally meet them, like, in hostels or they're solo traveling or they're traveling with one or a few other people. So I already know they're very, very much like me. And they're, like, open to meeting new people, talking to new people, blah, blah. But I've noticed when I'm traveling with a lot of friends from home, it's very different. Like, when we travel, for example, I had some of my best friends and my sisters meet me in Colombia, Mm-hmm. Um, in Costa Rica and we stayed in Airbnbs the whole time nice. which is fine like when I'm with them that's great we'll all split an Airbnb when I'm going off alone I'll be like all right back to a hostel yeah but yeah so g- generally uh, I'll spend a little bit more money when I'm mm-hmm. traveling from people like back home yeah. I guess yeah. some people can be budget travelers but it's that's generally not especially since we're a little bit older now right right you know yeah um well, but yeah I'm I'm flexible I'm yeah. generally flexible but I've noticed that when I'm traveling from people back home or older circles, it'll be like Airbnb, yeah. which is fine. That is a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to bring up, um, I noticed that when it's just me and my SO, mm-hmm. it's, we are very much to, we want to see everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it's with friends, sometimes it's about eating yeah. and drinking and partying. Yes. And I'm like, I ain't got no energy for that. Because if I oh if I party <laughs> yeah if I party and drink I'm not gonna have energy You're gonna, to okay. see everything okay you yeah know? I get it I get so, it so that's why I don't really go on trips with a lot of friends yeah sometimes, cause well because like, yeah you're I mean you're a planner and you usually have an agenda mm-hmm. wherever you go yeah. so I get it but yeah. yeah oh man there have been some trips where I'm like I wanted to see so much <laughs> yeah 
and I did it. Well, for example, okay, when I first got to Peru and I started bartending, uh, the first city I get to is Lima, as everyone does. It's the capital. It's the biggest city. Everyone right. flies in there. We get to Lima. I start bartending at Loki. Mm-hmm. Like, bless the whole chain. I love them <laughs> because I found some of my best friends at Loki. Love it. But I, I was there for seven days, mm-hmm. and I swear... My friends and I, because we were so hype on like the five of us, the six of us being there together, we did not leave the hostel <laughs> because all we did was party, get some $2 ceviche next door and Ooh. then sleep in the whole next day. Right. And like the finally, I think the eighth, seventh or eighth day, we like wandered out of the hostel in daylight and we're like, wow, it's so nice in Lima, Peru. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, so we that's still a running joke between us. It's like we didn't see the city. All we did was party and see the inside <laughs> of the hostel. But I felt like. Yeah, that because I always want to explore as well, but yeah. I do get bad FOMO. So if people just want to party, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I yeah. want to party. <laughs> totally. The FOMO gets you. Yeah. But there was also so. a... Uh, Joy jo- of jo- missing out. Yes. JOMO. <laughs> There's the JOMO. Jo- the JOMO. The joy of missing out. It all depends on what you're... I mean, every episode travels so personal. Like, it yeah. all depends on what your agenda is Mm -hmm. right like what you want to do sometimes there are times where i'm like i'm just gonna stick with my group of friends and we're just i'm just gonna do whatever they want to do like if they don't want to go see this museum then Mm -hmm. i don't that's fine i know and i do appreciate going to places with friends who are like open and flexible like going with Mm -hmm. you is open and flexible because you understand who i am Mm -hmm. like if you wanted to go out party have drinks have happy hour and I wanted to just like lay back mm-hmm. at the resort or something, then you'll be like, yeah, cool. And yeah. I wouldn't feel guilty about leaving you right. or something. Right, you know, right. there are some people who will make you feel crappy and and like boring and not fun. Oh, you know, bummer. But those I know. are the people I don't really travel with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, but that's why I appreciate this girl, <laughs> this woman, this beautiful woman here. This episode was a follow up to. Janine and Martha of Oh My Travel podcast last week, you know, they're Latin, they're both Latina and they were giving people of color and women in particular travelers a place to to speak out and tell about their experiences. But they're also BFFs and have known each other forever, just like Trizzy and I did. So Mm -hmm. we thought it'd be fun to to do like a hey, let's talk about friends. We're excited to share you stories of others travels and friends around the world. I've shared this story a few times before on social media and on my blog, but it's definitely something that's a memorable person that I met up with while traveling. Um, I was in Kenya as part of maybe about an eight-month round-the-world trip, and I had been traveling off and on with some friends, but at this point I decided to venture off on my own and was in Mombasa and had read or heard something about the island of Lamu and decided I would go check that out. So I knew it was a small island, not a lot of infrastructure in terms of tons of big hotels or big hostels, but there was one hostel on the island, I believe, at the time, and I was backpacking and saving cash, so I figured I would stay there. Um, So you take a little puddle uh, jumper from Mombasa to Lamu Island, and while on the plane, I happened to sit next to a, um, a gentleman who I started chatting with, and... He was, as it turns out, American, um, but had been living in Europe for years and years and now had a property on Lamu. So he was telling me a little bit about it and giving me some ideas and asking where I was staying. And I told him, you know, I would be at the local hostel. 
Um, after talking a little bit more, he said, look, I know you don't know me, um, but I am a fellow traveler, a, a, a person of the world. Uh, he said, I am, um, I've converted to, uh, to Islam and part of the Muslim culture is to always welcome and take care of travelers and guests as if they were your own family. He said, I'm also a, a gay man, so you don't have to worry about me taking advantage of you. He said, I know you don't have to trust any of this, but I'm telling you all this to say, if you want to stay with me, I am about to open a new um, uh, bed and breakfast type boutique hotel, and it's nearly ready, not quite yet, but you're welcome to come with me. I will also be your uncle. He said, we can tell everybody that you're my niece, and that way, you know, you won't get um, harassed by any touts or anything like that when you cut off the airplane, so... One of those situations where you didn't know whether you should try to trust the person or not, but your kind of gut just tells you to go with it. And I ended up saying, okay. So we um, landed in Lamu Island, which is a beautiful um, island with no cars. I think maybe one car on the island. Everybody walks or takes donkeys. Um, beautiful old architecture and um, just a place where I didn't know at the time, but I guess a lot of celebrities from Europe go as well. Um, and we got off the plane. He told everybody that I was his niece from the States. Everyone who would have harassed me to come to their hotel kind of stepped back. And the, the gentleman who was working at his hotel, kind of the chef and cleaner, he picked us up, took us to this beautiful spot, just this old um, uh, kind of traditional architecture, but newly remade with beautiful furniture. Um, small, uh, it's a small property, but I was able to stay which, and um, had my own guest quarters, your own uh, sun deck, room, everything. It was amazing. And after being on the road for that time, probably about five or six months and staying in a lot of hostels, it was so nice to stay in this luxury property, completely taken care of. I was taken around the island, introduced to other locals or other travelers. Um, ended up getting invited to a wedding because of this gentleman. Um, got to see a side of the culture that I never would have seen on my own. And it was just such a memorable time. And to this day, we keep in touch via Facebook Messenger. And I see he still has the property and is still enjoying himself there. And it's just um, one of those memories that so many years later still sticks in my head. And I can't wait till one day I can go back and visit him. Thank you, Nayla, for sharing your wonderful story. If you want to connect with Nayla on Instagram, she's at There's So Much To See, or you could check out her blog, There's So Much To See.com. Our next story here is from Catalina, who splits her time between Los Angeles and Colombia. And this story was so touching that I'm just going to read it from her point of view and how she wrote it in. So enjoy. This one is titled A Short Romance in Myanmar. One of the great engineering feats of the British in this country was the construction of the railway, and one of the must-dos is to ride the train from Mandalay or Pien Luen to Sipa, or even further beyond to Lashio in the northern Shan state. My train journey began in Pien Luen. The biggest highlight of the journey lies about 34 miles northeast of the town, the Goktiek Viaduct. This bridge is 318 feet high and was built over the Goktiek Gorge in 1901 by contractors from the Pennsylvania Steel Company. This train is highly entertaining or scary depending on how you look at the experience. And it sways from side to side, rattles, shakes, and bounces. When I first boarded the train, I met Mace from Poland. Annoyingly, kept trying to get my attention by talking loudly from his seat way in the back as I was trying to ask the train attendant if I'd gotten on the right train or not. I finally took my seat in the front, but for some reason he kept asking me questions from the back, just being loud in general. 
So I finally decided to leave my seat and join him in the back of the train. When I looked into his eyes and saw his smile, I knew this would not be a quick encounter. I felt sparks. So we began to talk about our travels. He had been traveling around the world for one year and had finally reached a point of saturation, and he was feeling what is known as traveler's fatigue. Nothing excited him more about his journey. Nothing interested him. He just wanted to go home. Taking the train for a few hours to see this famous viaduct was his way of having one less adventure, or at least trying to, before going home. We talked for a while and quickly built a connection, and the chemistry was insane. About an hour later, the train made an unexpected stop in a small town. We were about an hour away from crossing over the viaduct. What we thought would be a quick stop to pick up passengers ended up being a train breakdown of seven hours, and we tried to kill time by having lunch at a nearby mom-and-pop restaurant. We took silly photos in the train and on the tracks, as if the train had hit us and we were stuck in front of it, like a cartoon episode of Wile E. Coyote. We also enjoyed a torrential downpour and talking to a local man who was very drunk and tried to pick a fight with Mache. The entire wait was very entertaining. The hours felt like minutes as we took advantage of the time to get to know all about each other's lives and travel experiences. We were both on around-the-world trips, and he was ending his and hating life. I was in the middle of mine and loving every minute of it. Five hours into the waiting, I made a proposition to Mache to forget the train and just take a taxi with me to the next town. Even if we waited for the train to get fixed, we would not be able to see the viaduct in the daylight as the sun was beginning to set. We decided to find a local driver to take us to the nearest town of Nankyo. We crammed into a car that was as big as a station wagon with a driver, his wife, two kids, and even grandma. They dropped us off at the nearest town, and the only hotel that we could spot from the road was a hotel that wasn't part of the tourist circuit, which all the travelers were pretty much obligated to stick to. The hotels had to be registered with the government and have special permission to receive foreigners. This particular one was definitely not part of that tourist circuit, and it felt like we were breaking the law. So we decided to take our chances and just stay there. I knew this little deviation could be the adventure that Mache was badly needing to have and end his trip on a high note. After checking in and about paying $20 US for the room, which is quite high for a backpacker in Myanmar, we went to a local restaurant and ordered a cheap bottle of whiskey and some food. As we drank, our connection kept getting deeper, and the rest of the night, well, turned out to be the rest of the night. The next day, we went to the station to catch the train, but it was delayed once again, this time by four hours. We waited at the station with a couple of local ladies who cooked for us as we took photos and discussed more travel stories. We did not mind the waiting as it meant that we could spend more time with each other, and when we finally got back on the train, an hour later we went over the long-awaited viaduct. It was a beautiful sunny day and the gorge was everything we imagined more, or maybe our romance had made it look a lot prettier than it really was. We were on cloud nine. We were so happy together that we debated whether Mache should get off at the next station to catch the train back in the other direction to eventually make his flight home that night. Or if he should just stay on the train and go all the way to Sipa with me for a multi-day trek in the mountains. After much deliberation, a few hugs, kisses, and even tears, we decided that this 24-hour romance had been too perfect and that we shouldn't mess with it. We would leave it as it was. Perhaps we would meet again somewhere in the world. Mache got off at the next station. We waved goodbye to each other with sad eyes. Me from my train window and him from the platform below. Just like in the old movies. Thank you, Catalina, now for bringing literal tears to my eyes. This is one of the most perfect romance stories that I have read in travels. This was so beautiful, and I'm so happy everyone got to share in this little 24-hour romance with you. If you want to connect with Catalina on Instagram, you can find her at Kata in the World or on her blog, katainTheWorld.com, and that's Kata, C-A-T-A, in the world. 
So, this was in Japan. I went to this place that's kind of like on the west coast of Japan. It's called Totori. And basically, I went there because this anime was based on there. It's a swimming anime. And、um, the day before, it was like one of my favorite characters' birthdays. And so, just like as an anime fan, you kind of make the pilgrimage to the anime's like real look or whatever the location the anime was based in, you kind of go there for like your favorite character's birthday. So, I was like a day late, but whatever. Anyway, so I go there, it's like five hours away from Osaka. And、um, I was actually going back to Osaka, and like, so I'm just waiting for my train. This is kind of like in the countryside where trains come like once an hour, right? And so I had like 15 minutes to spare or something, and I was near the train station, and there was this like place that had posters of the anime I liked. And so I thought they were selling merch in there, and I'm like, yo, I w a n t to get anime merch. I haven't bought any yet. So, about time I buy some. So, I walk in, and it's actually like a restaurant. <laughs> and I have like 15 minutes until the train comes. So, they try like giving me a menu, and I'm like trying to tell them I'm actually just here waiting for the train, and I thought. This was a merch shop. I didn't think this was a restaurant. And so, like, because this is the countryside, they didn't really speak English. And I didn't speak any Japanese at all at that point. And then, luckily, there was, a, so it was pretty empty. And then somebody in the restaurant was like packing up some stuff. And then she was like, oh, I can speak a little bit of English. And then, So she basically helped me translate that, like, oh, I was just looking for stuff to buy, not actually hungry, and I'm waiting for the train. I was like, thank you. And then, so I got to talking to the person who translated, and it turns out she was in that city too, because、um, we had the same favorite character, and she was there for like the actual birthday, birthday. And then, so she gave me this, like, happy birthday sticker of the character with like her Twitter handle. And turns out she lived in, like, right next to Tokyo, so this other city called Chiba. And then from there, we pretty much kept in touch. She, like, invited me to come, like, during March. That was the second time I saw her. So, second time I saw her, we pretty much went to a concert with the voice actors of that show. And that's where I met like、um, so many other like, Japanese people. They're all her friends. And basically, there was like a huge sleepover. This was like in 2017, so pre COVID. And it was like all women. And like, I'm the only one besides her who spoke English. And it was so crazy. And yeah, we've been friends ever since. And then, like, it was crazy because one other time,、um, I was going to. Singapore for work, like literally only like a week. And、um, she was like, Hey, I'm going to Singapore too. What days are you going? And then we just happened to have like a few days of overlap. And so we met up in Singapore too. And then she helped me get on top of、uh, what's it called? Not Gardens by the Bay.、Um, 
oh marina bay sands basically and we got to swim in the pool there and so yeah she's really awesome thank you winona for sharing your story if you want to connect with winona on instagram she's at akashi underscore adventures a-k-a-s-h-i underscore adventures our next story is from a good friend stephanie out in virginia Stephanie wrote in that she always likes sharing about her first Australia trip because it showcases the power of travel friendships. I fully agree that Australia can do that to people. So I'm going to read some of the stories that Stephanie submitted. My first trip to Australia was in February 2019 for about a month. People are always surprised when I say that I skipped Sydney, but I based my stops on where my friends lived. And these were all friends that I had met while traveling in Europe. So I'm forever grateful that they hosted me and really immersed me into Australian culture. On the Gold Coast, I stayed with a couple that I met while teaching English in Poland for a week in 2017. We got along well and I ran into them while we were both in Amsterdam and spent a couple of days with them. Stayed at their apartment for about a week, went to the beach, cooked meals together, watched movies, and visited the girl at the restaurant where she worked at as a chef. Lots of quality time together. In Melbourne... I got to meet up with three different friends here. After I landed, I met with one girl for brunch. We had met on a free walking tour in Vilnius, Lithuania, in 2017, and I ran into her again in Lviv, Ukraine, and also spent a couple of days hanging out with her. I stayed with another girl and her family for a couple nights. They were actually having a barbecue with friends, so I got to experience that in Australia. I met this girl and her sister on a free rocking tour in Riga, Latvia, and also spent a couple days sightseeing with them. So many connections. The last girl that I stayed a night with was someone I'd met at a hostel in Brazov, Romania in 2016. I ended up traveling solo after a friend unexpectedly left me and I traveled with her and another girl for about three weeks. Western Australia, I hung out with two guys that I met in Kiev, Ukraine in 2017, and we stayed at the same hostel and ended up taking a weekend trip together. We also got dinner one night with a girl that I had met in Amsterdam on a free walking tour in 2017. It definitely sounds like walking tours is a common theme for Stephanie here on an even longer tangent. But then I met the couple I had mentioned earlier in Amsterdam too. So it sounds like Australia was just amazing, incredible meetups for Stephanie. And it really does prove that friendships can transcend borders, time, years, language barriers. So these were such amazing meetups to hear about. You can visit Stephanie's blog at stephanielay.com. stephanielay.com. I don't know if this is actually like any interesting story. It's just like a story really. And I've kept in touch with them and they're in like LA while well, they're still traveling. But I was in the Philippines and it was in uh, Boracay. I I was solo traveling. It was maybe the first day. I'm usually a bit quiet or um, not shy, but more quiet around people because I'm trying to like suss out or get to know who I probably seem to get along with vibe wise. So the next day, that evening, they said, oh, there's like a boat sailing trip. And it's like, you know, where we sail around the island for $12 and snacks are included. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's only 12 bucks. Why not? So the next day, um, we, a bunch of us were split into like four different sailing boats. 
and like they were like sailboats where it was just I don't know if you know them but they're it's just like a net at the bottom so you're just like sitting on the net um eventually we sailed around the other side of the island and there's a point where uh we were allowed to scuba dive decide not scuba dive inside we went snorkeling I decided not to because um I I decided to just chill on my boat and there were the waters were so choppy you know how southeast asia is there's like no regulation like yeah just go in it'll be safe everyone has a life jacket and so it turns out that later on so one of the guys frank that was gonna be he almost drowned and it was just um they had to move the sailboat and no some guy on his fisherman boat like a little small boat um came up to him and like put him in his boat and then after that they met up with the sailboat and tried to put him uh, into on the sailboat. Anyways, and then eventually we made to the part of the island that was quiet, and there was um, so we got to just like relax in the water or like eat what they called snacks, but it was actually like so much food. It was like lumpia and pansy, and a lot, a lot of rum and coke. And eventually, I, you know, met two um, Americans there. Their husband and wife. Her, their names Sarah and Frank. And I was quite, and there was like a few, only one or two other Americans, and you know they're actually pretty chill because you know they're just backpackers. I feel like American backpackers are pretty chill. So, um, but they lived in um, Orange County, California, and I was like, oh, you know, um, I hope to move there some day. And they said, yeah, keep in touch and everything. And um, fast forward, maybe a year later, they invite me to their wedding. So yeah, that when I met them, they're engaged. They just got engaged. And so yeah, eventually when I moved from Virginia to California, I um, met with them, still keep in touch with them, still uh, meet up with them. So they're actually uh, meeting up with them in uh, a week. And then they're going to go off and travel the world again. So they're kind of like digital nomads. So um, that's my story. That was a story from Trang. If you want to connect with her, she's at travel.with.trang. And with is spelled out W-I-T-H. And Trang is spelled T-R-A-N-G. You know, for all those audio-only podcast listeners. Don't forget, we are also a visual podcast as well on YouTube. Thank you to all our friends who contributed their stories and shared them with us. And we love to hear these from you, from our friends, from the audience, for those of you listening. So please keep sending them in as we may use them in a future episode. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you love travel as much as we do, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Thank you all for your support so far. When you have the time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback, and it'll help others come across our episodes and hopefully be inspired to travel and adventure anywhere.